Hi, I'm Ryan Myers, Jim Marble Acevedo, and welcome back to the Top 4. Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year to find all the news times need to know. Well, we're coming down the beginning of February, the January transfer window is over, and there have been an array of massive moves over the last month. Where do you want to start off? I mean, I think one of the best places to start off is um, by mentioning the big money that Newcastle has, has had this transfer window, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle, they were bought um, by some Saudi Arabian owners uh, just last year, and they've gotten excess of money now that they have not wasted any time on using, signing four new players this tra- the transfer window. Kieran Trippier from Atletico Madrid, Bruno Guimaraes, Chris Wood and Dan Byrne as well, so they got new players all over they, the pitch. They, they, they also the got uh, Matt Target uh, from and Matty Target on loan. as well. Yeah. yeah, they got him on loan. So they got a ton of guys that um, they're trying to use to bolster their squad. They they really do need to stay up at this point. They really need to stay up. And I think they have a good chance. I think with the squad that they have now, and especially like the talents that were already existing on the team, like uh, Saint Maximin, um, Almiron. Yeah, Almiron, uh, he's a great player. Yeah, I, so mean, I, I remember watching him at, at uh, Atlanta United. He was he was great. But at, at this point, if they're not staying up, it's disappointing. They're in, a, they're in a pretty all right spot. They have a game in hand on Norwich, and they're a point behind them. They have had actually a good string of results in their last few games. Um, they've actually have, they're actually unbeaten in their last three games in the Premier League. But it, it's going to be tough, I think, because there's, there's a real battle going on between the bottom – Burnley, even though they're in last by a couple points, they have games at hand. Watford is right behind them. Everton is there, but I don't think they're in too much trouble of going down unless they keep the continue to slip. We'll get to Everton in a little bit. So I think it's going to be on Newcastle, really, to to beat up to beat up Norwich and beat them. I think they are definitely the most talented team out of any team in the bottom four at the moment. Oh, for sure. So we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. I'm really excited. I think especially the Chris Wood one from – from Burnley, not only does that make you better, it takes away the, the, the competition. Burnley, the competition's best, uh, well, best w- goal scorer. I will say this. I mean, Burnley, yeah, they're sitting at 20th with, like, m- like a 1,000 games in hand. But, uh, they, yes, Newcastle did buy their striker. But we take a look at it. Burnley did end up buying um, uh, Veghorst from uh, Wolfsburg. That was a great uh, signing and as well. He's been excellent in the Bundesliga the last well, few years. Yeah, he's, he, he's done great in the Bundesliga. But let's also keep in mind that um, the the position that he's kind of put himself into uh, now at Burnley, it's kind of similar to what he was facing in the Bundesliga because now Wolfsburg are sitting 15th uh, right above relegation zone or relegation playoffs. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be a very interesting relegation battle. The relegation fight is going to be exciting. I'm gonna get back to that in a little bit when we talk about Everton. Let's move on to some of the top six teams now. Arsenal making no moves actually, but they sold a couple guys. Uh, Aubameyang who has fallen out with the manager, is out the door. He's at Barcelona on a permanent transfer now. Um, how do you feel about that move? Well, um, well, I mean, I, to be honest, to start off with that, I mean, does, does Barca really have the money to buy Aubameyang? It was like it was kind of on a free. It was it was very it was very it, weird it is it is on a free, and then it was a, and the then contract was, was bought out, and then. Arsenal still paying some of the wages. Yeah, they're paying some of his wages, and then he's also getting only he's like taking, he's taking 50k. A he's getting like 50k a week. He's getting to take a massive pay cut. Yeah, it it was a tough one because Arsenal were based in a situation where they weren't gonna play Aubameyang. Aubameyang could have sat at home for the next year and a half till his contract ran out and just you know not played at all. But he wanted to get game time. Barcelona, who don't I don't think they were in dire need of a striker. 
but wanted to sign one anyway and bring him in. And I think it's a good move for, for everybody involved, to be honest. Hopefully, Aubameyang can, can, bol- can refine his form and bolster this, uh, this Barcelona attack in Spain. But yeah, it, it, should be, it should be an interesting one. And it's sad to kind of see how Aubameyang kind of fell out and left. It reminds me of the Ozil situation a little bit of just, you know, falling out with the manager and then leaving. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it is what it is, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and there's a couple other, like, I wouldn't say, like, key players, but some some other, like, names that you would recognize when you think of Arsenal, like Kolasinic left to Marseille. Uh, he left for free, and then Callum Chambers left to Villa for free. Yeah. Um, But you said Arsenal didn't bring anyone, but they actually brought Austin Trusty. He's actually fellow American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leaving from the, from the Rapids um, out to Arsenal. So that's, uh, that's nice. He's nice and... Um, Nice and young, 23 years old. Yeah. So I'm um, hoping it's a good signing for for Arsenal, but I feel like their defense hasn't been all that awful recently. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be an all right uh, an all right the hopefully moves for Arsenal, and they still have a ton of young players, still have a great young core. And as an American, I honestly am happy with that signing. If yeah. that makes sense, like I, I like to do, like to see Americans making these big name uh, Premier League moves. For what sure. what will be interesting now. Um, is Arsenal's London rival Tottenham and how they try to fight for top four. They've made some big moves this transfer window. Deli Alley and Endobele, two players that uh, Antonio Conte did not favor uh, and didn't pick him in any real squads, really. Uh, Deli Alley left on a, on a permanent transfer to Everton for a fee of around $40 million, which is a big one for Deli Alley considering the form he's been in the last couple of years. But then Tangi Endobele as well, going on a loan to Lyon in, in France. With a 65 million euro option to buy, that's gonna be. Those are some big outs, some big transfers, and uh, I think they're good moves. How do you feel about them, Will? So, I don't know. You take a look at. Uh, I'll, I'll speak mostly about Deli Ali because I I love Deli Ali. He's one mm-hmm. of my favorite players. I, w- I used to watch him. You know, back 2016 when he was when he was like that youngster in the Premier League. Um, I don't know how I feel about the move. I mean. I I feel sad in, in the sense that like the downfall that he's hit uh, yeah. as um in the past couple years, but like I I think it's good for him and I, and I think it was also, it's also good for Everton in the sense that um they're not doing so well. Um, with some creativity. I'm, yeah, I mean Rafa Benitez did not do the best job with Everton. Mm. Now that he's gone and there's some other like signings coming in, bringing in Frank Lampard. Um, Everton did. I think, I think Frank can do something to, to keep them up, but it's gonna be difficult um, because th- about the other teams that are like at least from like 13th place and below are about like the unequal level to to Everton. Because um, you, I would say like Leeds. Leeds is gonna be like a, a um, yeah. A I mean they're they're in the mix with a lot of teams. Yeah. Hopefully Deli Ali will be able to bolster that attack and. Get him some goals away. They really needed. Demari Gray's been a bright spot for them, but Dominique Calvert Lewin in and out of the lineup with injury, but Charleston hasn't quite hit the heights. So I think it's a good move for Deli Ali, um, a good move for Everton as well. A little bit overpriced in my opinion. I think considering the form, he's not. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was an awful transfer, but forty million is a lot. And then Endo Bele as well. I mean, I really, really like that move. I think uh, he he needed to spend like, some time away. Conte didn't favor him, even though I think he's an excellent player. His dribbling is really good out of tight spaces is, is excellent. Very good on the And he's going to do a good job, hopefully, in France. Um, hopefully, we'll refine some form and come back and play well, or we'll stay at Lyon permanently. And then they brought in a couple of players as well, Tottenham, who uh, – Tottenham, they really need to bring in guys 
if they want to trans- if they want to try to get into the top four. Conte says as he's come in almost every week, it feels like we're not good enough. That we don't have the talent right now. We're not there yet. All that kind of stuff. And they brought in two guys from Juventus team that he's managed before and from a league that he's been all around for a long time. Uh, Rodrigo Bentancur on a permanent deal. And Dijon Kuliskesi, a young, uh, very versatile winger that'll play off the right, left-footed as well. So a new front three probably, or a new player in the front three. And then another central midfielder that is, uh, I think, a, a very the difference maker. He's definitely better, in my opinion, than Oliver Skip or Harry Winks. So I'll probably slide in well with Hoiberg in that in that little double pivot. Yeah, and it should be a good uh, a good addition for for uh, Tottenham. Yeah, I mean you t- you take a look at uh, at a player like Bentecourt, um, has a lot of potential, but I think I think um, him making a move to the Premier League is going to be good for him to fulfill that p- potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean looking at it when he was playing Champions League with Juve, um, he wasn't I would say like didn't really stand out to me um in ter- like in the midfield i feel like there were better players in, in that midfield but i i think um i think it's still a great move for him to you know continue um uh that potential that he's got inside of him and Kulazevsky as well another player that has a lot of potential um with Juve receiving um Vlahovic i think uh, Kul- uh getting to uh, get some some uh some time in the premier league um either i don't know I, I don't know if I want to see him stay at Tottenham, you know, make that permanent move. Yeah. Or or him go back to Juve and, and do something at Juve. Because Juve just isn't in the best spot of a team as of recently. Haven't been the best team uh, since the departure of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And, and even towards the end of, of Ronaldo's, like, time there, they, they just haven't been all that great. So, I don't know. Those, those are really... I would say really important signings, really crucial to yeah, uh, the they, Tottenham. Yeah, they really filled weak points, in my opinion. I think that they, they needed to find a player... In Conte's three-four-three style, they needed to find a player that can one play in the front three with Son and Kane. They find a left-footed winger who has struggled a little bit for goals this season. Only has two goals in 27 matches in the competition, Kuliszewski. But he's still a very talented player. He's shown flashes. He will take a player on one-on-one. He can dribble the ball very well. And he's still young. He's not even 22 years of age yet. And then you also need a center midfielder that can play next to Hoiberg and you know control the possession because Tottenham have not. Did an amazing job of controlling games, and I think Benton Core can do a better job than Oliver Skip or Harry Winks or whoever they're going to throw in that center midfield spot next to Hoiberg that can try to, you know, control the game, r- merely open up passing options because Hoiberg isn't an um, it isn't, it isn't a great passer of distance either. So it'll be it'll, it, it'll be a new um, a new dynamic at Tottenham. I think it's good because those are young players that'll really hopefully bolster the t- the bolster the team, make them a better make them a better side. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, let's move on to some Manchester, Manchester clubs. Yep. So we see a little bit of movement from both clubs in Manchester, or at least the two big ones, City and United. On the City side, Ferran Torres departures uh, departures to Barcelona, as well as um, as well as they bring in a young, exciting, little striker from Argentina, Julian Alvarez. As Dima is dubbed, even you know he's not here, but you know as Dima is dubbed, the next Aguero. That's how that's how everybody's saying. And I don't want to put too much hype on the kid because we, have, we know, haven't seen him play early. yet. We haven't seen him play yet. At least at City, right? But he he's been he's been he's been very very impressive this season. From what everybody's saying, he's For only sure. 22 years of age. He just turned 22 a couple of days ago, actually. He's uh, only five foot seven, but just a real prodigy and, and a real goal scorer. I mean, for River Plate so far this season, 
he uh, has has done an excellent job of just finding the back of the net, and he's been playing really well all year. So I'm excited to see how that turns out, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he has more than 20 goal contributions for River Plate, so that's going to be a great signing. But uh, more on, like, Ferran Torres, bit of bit of a sad, saddening signing A little for bit, me. yeah. Uh, uh, for me, just in the sense that, like, Ferran Torres was going to be a really good player, and he did, he already did play really good at City when he was playing um, at the false nine hmm. position. Uh but I don't know. I mean, I guess as much as it hurts, I'd say it's good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was always going to be a struggle to make sure he got game time at City. And he got game time. He was actually getting a good amount of games in this so far this season. But I think he's wanted somewhere he could go where he knows he could be like a forefront of the attack. Whereas at City, he's he's probably not even a top five player in that in that front five, in that front three. Um, that they have available to choose from. And it just caused a competition, and maybe he wanted to go somewhere, you know, Barcelona, especially with all the injuries they have to some of their stars like Fati and Dembele. I see him getting games week in, week out, no matter the form. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, more on, on like, him going to Barca, though, is that he he joined Barca, a team that, yes, even though uh, you did say Dembele is getting is usually injured, mm. he, is, he is a right winger. Like, we all know Dembele likes to play up the right. Um, so that's already like one uh, one player who who plays there. Um, what's it called? And then they they have Adama Traore on loan. So that, yeah. that doesn't doesn't that doesn't help because now they've already now that's like two right right. Yeah, I mean Barca they they t- they signed about five if attacking players in the last few weeks and, and they it's been, did not need. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. Um, at that side of that side of the world, looking at the other side of Manchester, the red side, Donny Van de Beek leaving on a loan move to Everton. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited for him. Dude, he's finally gonna get that game time he deserved, Ryan. He better. He better. And uh, on our new manager, Frank Lampard, hopefully he'll have uh, a lot of chances to play. And then he'll play next to a decent midfield as well. Some good players, Deli Alley being brought in. Um, you got guys like Andre Gomez as well in that in that midfield. So they got some, they got some good players that they'll that they'll try to you know they really need to control games. And I think Donny Van de Beek can control games as well. Yeah. So. For sure, and, and um, uh, I don't remember what game it was. I think it was the game the game before Ole um, got sacked. Got sacked. The Watford like, game. He came on and scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the game um, where he he had an amazing game. Came on the field and uh, changed it. Changed an it. instant. Um, don't know why. Um, he never got the game time he deserved. But you know what? I think, I think Frank does know. The you think, you think, if this, you think if this move goes well, he'll have a chance to be a permanent? I don't think it's an option to buy uh, the, the, the the loan, but I do feel as if if it turns out well, I, I could see Everton wanting to try to sign him on a permanent, and I could definitely see Van de Beek wanting to leave on a permanent as well. Nah, what I think, well, yes, I think it. I personally, he will, he will, I believe that he will do do good at Everton, mm. but if if he has like an amazing rest of the season. I don't see him returning to United, or probably not even going to Everton. I would see. I I honestly feel like another big name club would want to buy him. Possibly, possibly. We'll see. Another player leaving United who hasn't gotten the game time this season. Uh, Anthony Martial. Yeah, we spoke a little bit about this last time. Um, the signing for 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 him going to Sevilla. It's a, it's a, it's great, a great yeah. signing. Good loan move. Sevilla is still in a ton of competitions. Um, they're doing. They're in a spot right now where they have a chance to win La Liga even though they're going to have to play really well the rest of the way. But hopefully Martial will help bring in some goals, and it's a great move for him. He really deserves the game time. In the last game he played before he was loaned out, he played excellent 
and uh, United's 1-0 win over West Ham, and he just came on the pitch, and like Donny Van Beek, he changes games. So hopefully he'll be able to change the game uh, as well for Sevilla. I think so. I think I did say this last time. They, they're missing that, that pure goal threat. Papu Gomez does a great job of being that guy for the team. Um, but he's also a midfielder. You can't. You, I, I, w- I would say not to not to always rely that on that midfielder. Um, get get a. You need to get a, a good striker that 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 will be that goal threat for the team for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. And um, looking at Merseyside now, move on away from Manchester. Luis Diaz signing on a massive fee, sixty-seven million euros from Porto to Liverpool. This is an amazing signing, Luis Diaz. He's been on a lot of people's radars for a long time now. He's 25 years old. The winger has 16 goals. He had 16 goals and six assists in 26 matches so far this season for Porto. He's just an excellent player, a really excellent player. Yeah, Luis Diaz, the the Colombian um, player, he's amazing. He, he's, uh, he's shown a, he's shown a lot of what he could do for for a long time now. Oh, for sure. Um, I do I do want to point this out though. He he is like I said he is Colombian, and as of recently, like you. Colombia hasn't won a game in like months, and Diaz having played a lot of those games. Oh, sorry. Well, they did one uh, last one against Honduras, but I don't think that that didn't go for their like World Cup qualifier. They've really, they, yeah, they've kind of struggled so far in terms of World Cup qualifying for this year. But nonetheless, I mean, Diaz has proven himself anyway, and uh, and d- domestically. Yeah, for sure. What do you think this means in terms of Liverpool's big, iconic front three? Ajota was brought in last year been excellent and now Luis Diaz has been brought in and he's an excellent young player as well do you see one of Mane or Salah leaving after this season we spoke about this last time yeah and I'm still like kind of torn in between I feel like Firmino would, would definitely leave um but in terms of like Mane and Salah Mane's been great for for um, his country as of recently, but then and then Salah has been really good for Liverpool. But then there's also like talks about like Liverpool just not wanting to give Salah the money he wants. Salah the money that he's asking for, and I personally believe he fully deserves it. I think that if they th- he doesn't get the money, he's there to replace Salah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I think it's almost like one of those. Yeah, Salah, like you think you can, you think you're you're, you're gonna get the contract, but. We're gonna sign your replacement right now, and I, I think it's a great signing. I'm and so excited a, for Luis Diaz. That's a too. lot of money too. That, that's the problem. So it's it's 67 million. Yeah. So it's a player that's gonna definitely have to play a lot, and he deserves to play. He's an absolutely amazing player. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That should bring start up some drama, hopefully, for uh, for the for the Merseyside club. And then we talked a little bit about Everton, but I wanted to speak on Frank Lampard coming in a lot because that was the main manager uh, appointment of the year. Everton have had an awful time this season in the Premier League. They're sitting currently in 16th right now in the Premier League. They're only four points ahead off of safety, and they're three points back of 15th. Frank Lampard's going to turn the ship around quickly if he wants to 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 sail and try to get Everton in a decent spot next year. I believe I believe Frank Lampard does have the ability to do so. I mean, he did kind of help Chelsea out when they were when they were when they needed that, it. That's that's what I'm excited about. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, I'm so happy to see Lampard get another opportunity in the Premier League. And he's shown that he isn't when his team is on the ropes, when his team has odds against him, he's shown that he can really band a, a side together and get results. And the, that's what he did in his first year at Chelsea. 
got them all the way into a Champions League place with a transfer ban, with the only real players coming in, uh, like Christian Pulisic and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't... Um, Pulisic, Pulisic being was, a, a player in. that they actually signed... Before the ban, before but he just the didn't band. come in until... And then Kovacic, they got the they yeah, they got they that year yeah. as well, but he was on a loan, so they just got the Premier League sign up because he was already playing for the club. Yeah. So. so I I believe I mean Frank Lampard does have the ability to to keep Everton up. Um, obviously they're not in relegation, but they are close to they're only four points off of it. Um, Frank Lampard I th- will definitely have learned from his mistakes um, in the past, and I think that he he's going to do a great. I job. I think his only mistake I don't think he even was that bad. In his run where he got sacked at Chelsea, I just think when you're at a club like Chelsea, and you and they and the men and the you and have the a, boss you have a small, you, small you get, run of form, you, a bad run of form. When when you get backed by the by the club, and then they give you then Roman Abramovich sends you two hundred million dollars to spend on players, and you're ninth place at any point in the season, he's like you gotta go. It's instant and it's Shoot. unfortunate because I think if he had more time, we wouldn't have won the Champions League. But Chelsea could have still had a solid season as well. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I'll, I think we'll do a good job at Everton. I think we'll keep them up. And I think we'll probably propel them, hopefully, around the tennis area where they can at least finish in like a respectable place. Because right now, they're just in a in an awful spot at the moment. To be honest, at a at a at any like top six club, you know, you mentioned that that's what it's like at Chelsea. I feel like at any top six club, if you spend two hundred million, um, and you just didn't get the results. Then you're you're getting the boot, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like like imagine that happened to Pep Guardiola. Like he spent, I mean we he's always he's infamous for spending a lot. Imagine like one summer he spent a lot of money and he doesn't get the results. He's he's yeah, gonna get the boot. I don't know if, if he would get the boot, but uh, that's not here nor there because Pep will never have a team in ninth place. Not that's with true. the not the quality that he that, has. That is true. Looking at last thing we want to speak of uh, about today, uh, Aston Villa, who have had an up and down season. They bring in they brought in uh, Steven Gerrard as a new manager, and they got some players that came in uh, this, this, this window. Big ones, Luca Digne and Philippe Coutinho. We talked about them before, but how do you feel about both of them and how you think they'll play overall? They, they both started off pretty well. I love Coutinho. He's a great player. He was amazing at Liverpool. I don't like Liverpool, but I did like Coutinho. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's a great signing for, um, for, 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 for Villa, honestly. They're currently in 11th, and they're tied on points with Leicester. At 26, and but they're but they're kind of far back on any European places. They're 10 points back of seventh place uh, and sixth place Arsenal and Tottenham. So they're gonna have to put on a good run of form if they want any chance of trying to sneak into Europe. I don't think it'll happen, but I think they'll go on a good run of form anyway and hopefully play well because they're an exciting team. They have a lot of young great players. Danny Ings is amazing. Ollie Watkins, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Matty Cash, Target just left on a loan, but. He was excellent as well. Konsa, I just I really like this Villa team, and they have a lot of talent. Yeah, no, I mean Villa, Villa does have a lot of talent. I don't see them getting Europe this season. I think they're so they're gonna finish maybe a place above or under right where they are at right now. Yeah. Um, I I think next season though it'll it'll be it'll be a different change because obviously uh, Stevie G wasn't there the whole season, so um, he wasn't able to make that impact from the start. But I think starting next season. The Villa will be a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Um, one, I know that was we said that uh, we wanted to just last talk about Villa, but I did want to say, um, West Ham made no signings in the uh, yeah, winter transfer zero. window, and they're p- probably not at the best spot. I would say to to not want to make any signings. Um, recently, just losing their last two games, and sitting fifth. Um, if they want to battle for Champions League, I think that 
they should have made at least one or two signings. I'm very disappointed in West Ham and their inability to sign anybody this 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 transfer window. And that's why I'm so like up on Tottenham right now because I think even though they haven't done too much, they've done enough where I th- I have them in my opinion finishing off the season better than Arsenal and West Ham. Right. I feel like West Ham don't have the depth and Arsenal don't have the consistency. Right. I think Tottenham will gain consistency with these two new signings, and they might be able to get a big run together because it's so tight right now. You see Man United on 38 points, West Ham on 37, Arsenal and Tottenham on 36. They're all right there. And even Wolves creeping behind at 34. Like Everybody's right in that mix. So with nobody making moves really but Tottenham, at least not bringing anybody in, I think that'll definitely be a, a big a big propel for them. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Honestly, a little bit, yeah, like you said, disappointed with West Ham, but... I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised. No, no, definitely not. But you know what? That was one wild wow, transfer window, Ryan. Very, very crazy. I mean, just players up and down, leaving, coming, moving between clubs. It'll be an amazing, interesting last few months of the season as the Premier League winds down. And as we wind down this episode of the Top 4, thank you all for listening. The Top 4 has been brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com. All school you to find all the news Titans need to know. Thank you and goodbye.